Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Rogers, and the headliner of this episode today is the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris as their new head coach. Also, bringing in Zach Robinson from the Rams to be the offensive coordinator. Two pretty big moves uh, that look to straighten things out with this franchise as the Arthur Smith era was a uh, pretty massive failure as they bring back Raheem Morris, who used to be the team's defensive coordinator, uh, assistant coach. So he was also the interim head coach when Dan Quinn got fired in 2020. So he was it's actually his second stint as head coach with the Falcons, which is kind of funny as uh, you know he was the guy right before Arthur Smith that could have just kept Raheem back in 2020, but they decided to move forward with Arthur Smith. Three years later, Raheem goes to the Rams, establishes himself as a good defensive coordinator, and uh, hits the head coaching market again and lands the job with the Falcons. And uh, this is a move that has been praised by a lot of players. Um, I know Jalen Ramsey on the Rams said that, uh, or former Ram now on the Dolphins, said that this is the best head coaching hire uh, possible, something to that effect. And, um, you know, a lot of praise from a lot of different players. A ton of the Falcons guys were super excited that he was back, even some of the newer guys that wasn't around. I think Bijan posted about it. But guys like uh, Pitts, who I believe was there. Um, yeah, he was there the first year, I believe. Oh, no, no, he was not. He was not. That was a brain fart. But some guys that were there with the Falcons when Raheem was still around uh, were pretty excited about this. And uh, some of the newer guys, too, like I said. And, uh, you know, the big, the big wrinkle in all of this was Bill Belichick is not the head coach when it seemed very likely that he was going to be. And it looks like the Falcons just passed on him for Raheem Morris. Same with the uh, Chargers with Jim Harbaugh. That's a little bit more of a uh, understand and understandable move with Harbaugh versus Morris. No, no disrespect to Raheem, but Harbaugh is just a little bit more established. And um, the Chargers always were just more of a fit for Belichick than the Falcons were, in my opinion. But still interesting. That is not Belichick, and I think it is a good thing that Bill Belichick is not the head coach of the Falcons right now. He, it, it just, it never really made sense to me. You know, the age thing with him, the state of the Falcons roster, it, it was just not a, not a match. You know, like I said, the Chargers probably a little bit more of a fit because they have Justin Herbert and more of a uh, cohesive roster. The Falcons, just, they don't have a quarterback right now, and you know, there's not a guarantee that they're going to have one next year. It's a thing that take some teams a very long time to figure out. And since Matt Ryan has left, it has taken the Falcons a good bit already to figure it out, and they do not have a guy right now. So um, I, I think it's a good thing that Belichick is not um, coaching this Falcons team. So that's just kind of my overall take on it. Uh, we can move on, though, just talk about the actual hires of Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson. Um, Jimmy Lake also coming over for uh, to be the D.C even though Raheem probably will be calling the plays um, as uh, the real defensive coordinator, but he still has that title. Um, but yeah, Raheem, like I said, with the Falcons, um, from 2015 through 2020, I believe, um, you know, he, he always seemed like a very solid coach. He didn't have a great stint in Tampa Bay as a head coach his first time around as a head coach, and that was um, early 2010s. Uh, so been some time, probably like, 10 to 15 years ago when he was a head coach for the Buccaneers. 
but he's getting another shot here, and um, I like it. I do like it. Uh, it is just kind of ironic that we could have had him three years ago, four years ago, as the head coach, and uh, decided to go with Arthur Smith. But you know, at the time, I thought that was the right move. Raheem just wasn't as established. He really went over to L.A. and uh, incorporated himself into that defense, into that team. Won the Super Bowl with them, obviously. Led, helped lead them to the playoffs this year in a roster that just was not super talented, especially on the defensive side. They had Aaron Donald, but like I mentioned earlier, Jalen Ramsey's not on the Rams anymore. They lost a lot of talent. They're kind of feeling the after effects of trading all their picks uh, to win the Super Bowl. So it's not the most talented team in, you know, in that division. You got the 49ers, who are top three offense in the league. You got the Seahawks, who have been solid the past two years. And even the Cardinals, when Kyler Murray has been healthy, they've been able to be a solid unit. So he has had some pretty stiff competition as the Rams DC over the past few years. And he's pretty pretty much put up a formidable defense every year, even with the lack of talent that they have in that unit. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the move. I think it's uh, one of the better hires they could have gotten. You know, maybe Harbaugh would have been better, but it seems like L.A. really wanted him, and that was just going to be a fit from the beginning. But, um, yeah, I like it. Raheem seems like a guy that can establish a really good culture, um, something that Arthur Smith really, I didn't think, did very well at all. Um, you know, he was just kind of, uh, seemed just like a naggy guy and the way he approached the media and approached just uh, – the usage of his players. I mean, I know Cordero Patterson has tweeted multiple times about his usage in the Falcons offense this past season, and that is, that's not good culture in my opinion. So I think Arthur Smith was lacking at the department. Raheem Morris will make up for that. Um, so yeah, it is, it's a good move, but you know, every team kind of says this. It's, it's rare. You see a head coach hire and the fans are saying, Oh, I like it. I like it. And I, I said, I liked Arthur Smith three years ago. And, uh, see how that turned out so time will tell with Morris but um I do think you know just coming into this kind of situation he is the right guy younger guy um lot to prove you know after his first head coaching stint did not go very well um next thing is Zach Robinson becoming the OC this is the move that a lot of people were excited about uh he was the pass game coordinator for the Rams working under Sean McVay that is a uh, nice apprenticeship Sean McVay is one of the best offensive minds in the league so I do think this is a very nice move. Um, he's a 37-year-old, and um, he's, he's just an up-and-coming coach, and this is his first OC job in the league. And um, he's going to be calling the plays as Morris is the defensive-minded head coach. Uh, so, you know, not giant shoes to fill by any means, replacing Arthur Smith. But I uh, I think, you know, he, he knows what he needs to do coming into this offense. He knows the weapons he has. He's definitely heard about the Bijan and Kyle Pitts usage over the past couple years for Pitts and from last year with Bijan. So I think he knows what he's getting into. And, you know, all of this is just going to depend on who's the quarterback. Uh, that's where you, that's the starting point. Is it going to be draft pick? You're going to trade for a guy, sign a guy. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out uh, in a, about a month or so. But, um, yeah, we we'll see with him. I am excited. He has some pretty ringing endorsements from um, people that are smarter than me. Uh, so I, I do think he could be like a nice savvy hire, younger guy, kind of fits into that mold of the McVay, McDaniel, LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, younger offensive minded guys. He's, I don't know if this guy was on that um, famous Washington coaching staff, but he just seems like that archetype. Um, so yeah, pretty excited about him. 
and uh, what he can do with these weapons. But like I said, it's all going to depend on the quarterback. Um, and then Jimmy Lake, defensive coordinator, don't have a ton on him. Um, he was with the Rams for just one year as an assistant head coach. You know, it's just Raheem bringing over his guys. And then uh, Marquise Williams is a special teams coordinator. He was actually with the Falcons, and he's going to stick around. Um, I don't have a ton of takes on those two guys, um, but hopefully they're good coaches. <laughs> That's all I got. Marquise Williams has been with the Falcons and um, probably probably has a rela- relationship with Raheem, so got him to stick around. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – Kind of, kind of came as a surprise when this news dropped that Raheem was the head coach because I think everybody was just kind of playing with their thumbs, waiting for Belichick, and then out of nowhere, Schefter tweeted that it was Raheem Morris. So I was excited about it. I was happy, relieved that it wasn't Belichick, and um, happy for Raheem Morris. You know, he seemed like a nice guy when he was with the Falcons, a good culture guy, like I said, good guy to have around the football team, and um, him getting another shot, especially with a team that he was an assistant with for so long, is uh, pretty cool for him, and hopefully he can make the most of it. And turn this thing around because, you know, the Falcons have been one of the bigger disasters in the league over the past six seasons. You know, they're one of the longest playoff droughts in the NFL. And if Raheem can put a stop to that, he would uh, have a lot of praise in Atlanta. And um, a lot of people would appreciate that. I know that's for sure. So, yeah, I think that's all I have on the Raheem hire. Um, him, Zach Robinson, excited for both of them. And um, about a month away, you know, Super Bowl is uh, two weeks, week and a half now. So free agency open up in March, and we will see what the free agent class looking like, if it's going to involve a quarterback, if it's going to involve a trade, Justin Fields, um, signing Kirk Cousins, or if they're going to wait for the draft. That is the biggest domino of this offseason is who is the quarterback, and we will get into that later when the time comes. So now we will uh, transition to the Hawks. Um, Yeah. They've won two in a row, which uh, isn't nothing. They... Defeated the Raptors 126 to 125. Uh, Sadiq Bay playing a little bit of hero with a putback dunk to put the Hawks up by one with about a second left. Um, he doesn't put that back. The Hawks probably lose. And then last night they put a pretty good beating on the uh, Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are not playing fantastic basketball by any means. They are seven and 17 on the road now this year. Uh, LeBron was questionable coming into this game, but he did play. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they just played really well on offense. 138 points. Um, Trey and DeJounte, both very solid. Trey, 6 of 9 from 3. It's a very, very nice ratio for, with 26 points. 13 assists. DeJounte had 24 and 9. Bogey was good off the bench. They shot the ball very well. Um, but the Lakers, they've been pretty much a mess since they won the play-in tournament. And... Um, yeah, it's hard for me to wax poetic about this Hawks team, even though they had a nice win last night, probably one of their better wins in a while. But it's just, man, I mean, on Friday, they gave up 70 to Luka Doncic in an absolute defensive malpractice. Fet- 73 points, beg your pardon, to Luka. And um, the funny thing is, the Mavericks kind of needed all of them. They only won by five. They won 148 to 143 in a non-overtime game. Luka had 73 points on about 41 shooting possessions. <laughs> he just couldn't miss. Um, the Mavericks shot 19 of 35 from three in that game. The Hawks' defense was just absolutely dreadful. But their offense was good. They scored 143 points. Trey had 30 and 11. But it's just it's just like, man, this team is just... They're not they're not a serious basketball team. They haven't been for the past three years. And th- I mean, this team, is, they're just not very good. 
Um, they're 20 and 27 on the year. They are technically in the play-in, which is just like, what the hell? Um, but I, uh, I don't know what to make of this team. I mean, trade deadline is, um, rapidly approaching, um, and the DeJounte rumors are still swirling. You know, everyone's available except for Trey and Jalen, who Jalen has kind of, uh, taken a step back recently. He hasn't been horrible, but hasn't been, um, firing all cylinders like he, uh, like he was earlier in the year and when he came back from his injury, um, DeAndre Hunter came back last night against the Lakers after he missed uh, about I think like 19, 20 games. So that's a that's a guy back in the rotation. A guy um, he was on a minutes restriction, 16 minutes, two of five. All of those were three point attempts, and he made two of them for six points. Um, whatevs. We'll see. We'll see with him, but yeah, I mean this team is just they're very frustrating to watch and not fun really. Um, but, you know, maybe this is the start of a run. You know, I, I kind of thought that a couple of weeks ago when they won a couple of games in a row and then they went out and lost. Yeah, they won three in a row against San Antonio, Orlando, and Miami. Then they went and lost four in a row. You know, they're on a two-game winning streak. But the schedule coming up is pretty difficult. Phoenix, Golden State, the Clippers, the Celtics, and the 76ers. Um, all those are at least competent basketball teams. Golden State is not having a great season, but they are still the Warriors. Um the Suns are the Suns. We, we know about them. Um, and, uh, yeah, if this is when they go on a run, it would be kind of impressive if they did run off some wins against these good teams in this pretty tough five-game stretch. But, yeah, trade deadline is February 8th, about a week from now. And, um, yeah, it's just a matter of who's on the team and who's not. Is uh, DeJounte's on the team? Is Capella on the team? Is Hunter still around? Do they move a younger guy like A.J. Griffin, you know, something like that. You know, A.J. Griffin's just kind of had a disaster of a season. Um, his father also had a pretty rough go of it recently, too. So he just got fired from the Bucks. So tough, tough year for the Griffin family. But um, we will just see. This team is just a headache. The best way I can describe them. Um, but, yeah, we will uh, We'll keep tabs on them, of course. We'll keep watching. But they are just... Whew. It's tough, but they have had they've had two wins in a row, but it's just hard to stay positive after that. After that seventy three piece from Luca, it's just like, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing? Um, so yeah, that's the Hawks. That's the Hawks segment. Um, and the Braves haven't uh, done nothing. They actually did make a tra- a small trade, nothing too n- noteworthy in my opinion. They did use one of their famous blue box. Um, notifications for this uh, Twitter tweets on Twitter for a trade with the Texas Rangers for one JP Martinez, not JD, JP Martinez, a 27 year old outfielder. Uh, they, they traded minor leaguer Tyler Owens, a right handed pitcher to the Rangers for him. Um, and kind of an inter- interesting guy, actually, uh, besides his name sounding a lot like JD Martinez. And when you see the Atlanta Braves have acquired J.D. Martinez, if you read that wrong, you get a little excited. But he um, had some pretty interesting minor league numbers last year. He had a 963 OPS across three levels. And um, he had, I think, 41 stolen bases. Let me pull up his baseball reference. I don't know why I'm trying to tell this off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, pretty impressive minor league stuff from J.P. Martinez. But, uh, yeah, to be honest with you, he was a guy I wasn't really familiar with. He made his major league debut with Texas this year. He wasn't very good in the small sample in the big leagues. But um, in the minors, 
Yeah, three levels, 963 OPS, 41 steals on 45 attempts, so speed guy, and um, hit very well in the minors last year. He is a lefty bat. I think it's just kind of minorly depth. I'm assuming he has some options to get sent up and down. Um, nothing crazy, but you know that, that is a move that the Braves made and one they thought was notable enough to do a whole press release for, so I guess we at least got to mention it. Um but yeah, they've really done nothing major at all. Uh, they still kind of need a right-handed outfielder. They did sign Jordan Luplo to a minor league deal, just uh, see what he's got in spring. But you know, all those, all the guys are still out there that are good fits for the Braves. Um, right-handed outfielders: Adam Duvall, Tommy Pham, Michael A. Taylor, Randall Grichik. All those guys are still out there, so we'll see if they end up signing one of those guys. I would like Michael A. Taylor a lot personally. Um, Adam Duvall too, of course. But I think Duvall is kind of a uh, Unlikely, he's probably going to be a starter somewhere. Michael A. Taylor maybe be more willing to take a bench role because he's just not as good as Duvall to play, but we will just see. Maybe he gets a starting center field job too. He was pretty good with Minnesota last year. So, yeah, that's the Braves. Um, about two weeks, out, two weeks out from pitchers and catchers reporting. So, yeah, baseball is uh, coming slowly but surely as uh, spring training is on the horizon but even when spring training starts we're still a long way away from opening day so yeah um really the entire entire free agent market is pretty slow right now blake snell cody bellinger jordan montgomery all those guys are still free agents so still a lot to happen don't think the braves are going to be in on anybody big they kind of made their moves already but it's um yeah there's still a lot to happen in the baseball off season for other teams and so yeah, not a ton going on with the Braves right now. So I think I think I covered it all. Raheem, the Hawks suck. The Braves aren't doing much, just kind of chilling. I think that is just a pretty good synopsis of Atlanta sports right now. So I think I'm going to wrap things up here. If you made it this far listening, I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.